The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Asalaamu Alaikum everyone and welcome to Sister Speak. This week with me, Lamisa. Me, Amina. And me, Mariam. So yeah, today uh, we are live in the studio. Our main topic is going to be on toxic friendships. But first, over to Mariam for what our show is about. So our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics and social media. We want to note that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing views. Yeah. So before we delve into our main topic, we're going to start off with our thoughts for the week. So this is just a small section of our show where we just, I guess, share little pieces of information that we think may be beneficial to you guys listening. So who wants to go first? Let me say, how about you start off? I'm okay. I'm gonna, how about <laughs> you start off? <laughs> um, okay, um, my thought of the week is we kind of did a whole thing about this before mm. but I'm gonna obviously it's thought of the week so I'm still gonna mention it um is challenging yourself I think it's really important definitely and um for me especially recently um challenging myself mentally so you know I think we're all so used to being wanting to be uh, validated like wanting our emotions to be validated when sometimes our emotions aren't always rational like sometimes they're they're completely rational and you you have every right right to be feeling that way but sometimes it's you know you need to stay take a step back and think okay is this um really necessary and um one thing i shared with these two earlier is that it helps to uh write it down so one thing i've I want to start practicing again is uh, to write down, say, the negative thought and then challenge it, like just like put a little table, like what is the negative thought and then put next to it, what is the reality? And I think that really helps rewire your brain and kind of ground you and um, you panic less as well. Because sometimes when you're feeling upset, in some situations, as funny as it sounds, it's literally a waste of time to be upset. Obviously, we all True. need to feel yeah. our emotions. We have <clears throat> a range of emotions that we have to feel. But sometimes it's like, you know, this is really not necessary and it's kind of holding me back. So I think it's really important to keep ourselves in check and don't be afraid to tell yourself off. <laughs> For sure. That's actually a That's very good, good advice. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll spring on from your thought of the week because... Like like how we were talking about it earlier on, um, when I, when I challenge myself, it it takes a lot of time to convince myself to do it. Number one, and I think those irrational thoughts in your head they really brew in your head and they make you feel like they almost disable you from actually doing the challenge. And um, I feel like it's so important to take that first step towards it, even just vocalizing it. I'm going to do this specific thing that's my fear so for me it was my intense fear of animals it was me holding an apple where the parrot sat on the apple um, I went to a park that for me was such a massive mark of um, confidence because I did something that's completely outlandish something that I would never imagine to do mm-hmm. so it's just taking those steps and then also when you are actually taking those steps telling yourself why you're doing these things and telling yourself that you are capable of doing it and 
uh, somebody uh, gave this advice even if you're really really scared of doing that particular thing the first 10 seconds just fake it like fake that confidence or fake pretend you're you're stepping out of the, your fear or pretending to be someone else who's confident and do that thing if the first 10 seconds go and you actually feel like oh i'm okay with this you actually survived it it reinforces that the reality in your head is not true it's it's something that helps you to kind of how what's the opposite of rationalizing irrationalize yeah i guess it kind of like it it helps you to kind of take those thoughts in your head and it brings it to um to service oh, okay. and i think that you know especially for people who do suffer from anxiety mm. people like me i think it's just taking that first step towards it and I, i'm not saying that you'll be successful the first time you start mm. it's not it's it's a it's a struggle and it's something that you have to keep being persistent but there's so much um there's so much positivity in helping your own growth in facing yourself facing the own thing things that help inhibit you from succeeding or make you feel really low i think it's really important i think also having a support network to push you towards those things because when you have people around you and today we're going to be discussing toxic friendships which is the opposite end of the spectrum but when you have positive friends who encourage you and even it might seem insignificant to other people but if you have friends to support you and they know that this is such a big thing to you they'll help you through it and i think it's really important to evaluate yourself and also evaluate the people you have around you and ensure that they are feeding you with positivity as well definitely i think both very important messages that you know everyone can take on board i guess with my thought of the week i think more and more recently i'm sort of realizing that you know like say if we're all together in our dining room, this is my family, and we're sort of talking and we're laughing and we're joking. I'm sort of more and more coming to realize that these are the more important moments in life. And I guess I just wanted to say that, you know, these are the things that truly matter, not being swamped down with work or, you know, I'm sure we all have very important things going on in our lives that we work towards and we strive towards and dedicate a lot of time. But it's those small moments where you're you're having fun or, you know, even just conversing with someone that you're on the same wavelength with. That those type of small moments, I think they're what's really sort of important in life, I guess. And it's kind of why, you know, we have this this long journey. Like the other day, um, when I was on holiday, I was on the plane and the person that was sitting next to me randomly started a conversation with me and we were talking throughout the flight and I thought that was really, like, it's nice. You wouldn't usually talk to a random stranger, but in that sense, you know, you you get to find out about how other people, different people live and this person was from, um, what was it, Sweden. So this person was from Sweden and they were telling me about their life in Sweden and that type of thing and I just thought it was very interesting that, you know, these small moments are what really, I guess, sort of, nourishes your life in a way and makes it a bit different so yeah if you have those opportunities sort of grab onto it if you're don't talk to every random person but you know if you're if you're there with someone you could strike up a conversation maybe do it and you know see what that other person is about i guess but yeah um that concludes our thoughts for the week if you guys have any thoughts for the week that you want to add um don't hesitate to contact us you can text or whatsapp in on um, you can text or WhatsApp in on 0777 uh, You can also call on 01582 And we are on Facebook Live, so feel free to comment. Um, just join the discussion. Yeah, we'd love to hear love what you guys you. think. 
and also do you want to shout out our instagram yeah our instagram is at sisters speak yep pretty simple um <laughs> yeah follow us on instagram you can dm us on there you know there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in this show and we so also have do. podcasts on itunes and we Spotify. do so our show um can be a podcast for you to enjoy and download whenever you want to listen to it and we also do separate podcasts as well talking about a lot of random different things so yeah please do download and share <laughs> but yeah um so we're going to move on to our hot topics now so the first hot topic is um we'll start it off with the back to school so this week is going back to school week what do you guys how do you guys feel <laughs> it's kind of giving me that reformation that i have to go back to uni in like mm. two weeks and seeing everyone getting prepared and getting back to into routine it's 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 all it's a kind of a massive reminder that i need to kind of i think once you when you're in uni and you have those six months off well i've only had four weeks off and i feel like i've lost control of myself because i've been working uh for a whole year alhamdulillah mm. so i only have had like four weeks off for my annual leave um but for me, it's like the transition from, I think I mentioned that before in the other show, the transition from working to studying again. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> but as we discussed, we just have to take the first step and kind of figure out. I think it's, I think one thing is when you when you have fear or when, you, when you're doing something new, you expect to see results straight away. And that's where that fear comes from. But if you give you, if you allow yourself to have time, then it's things kind of pan out anyways mm. you just have to give you allow yourself to have that leeway i agree do you think at this time of year because obviously we're all university students does it make you remin pardon me does it make you reminisce a bit about when we used to go back to school yeah. about those days it doesn't <laughs> um i know i think for for me it kind of does because i've got younger siblings yeah and they're like getting their new backpacks uh, and pencil cases oh. and i used to i don't know that I did used to dread going back to school, but that side of um, that side of it, like getting into a fresh uniform and having like fresh new pencils new stationery. and everything, yeah. that was so exciting. Yeah. That reminds me, I'm to buy a pen for uni. One, <laughs> just, just one. one. <laughs> no, my sister yesterday, she she was packing a bag and she was like, so basically last year I had a green pencil case, so I had a matching green pencil. And Aww. this year I have a purple pencil case, so my theme's going to be purple. And I was like, wow. She really put, she put a lot of thought into it. And she was like, this is my purple pencil and I've got a purple rubber and everything. I was like, wow, this is so, you know, once you're at uni, Mariam's right, all you need is one pen and, and you'll get through it. It's so important for them. Them to have a new pencil case definitely my mom suggested <coughs> that uh my little sister suggested just, just swapped their pencil cases but they were like no <laughs> i need a new one <laughs> no, yeah, i just find it so funny but i feel like it's the reason why it's exciting it's because it's like a new beginning and you mm, get to that's, start that's true it's like those those little stationery is like denoting that this is the fresh start of new year and they're also going up a year so that's yeah. a massive change for them so they're also growing in that sense as well mm. especially i feel like those who are going into year six because my sister's going into year six and you know they do sats at that time of year but i feel like they put a lot of pressure on the kids now i don't know if it's just the feeling i'm getting but when i went into year six i knew it was sats like we had sats but it wasn't Mm -hmm. too much of a worry i think it was just that it is scary but it's happening my sister's like i have to do well i have to try hard Aww. all of this type of but stuff do you think it's like, because 
you know, when we were younger, we had a more... I'm not saying your sister's not innocent, but I think we had more innocence. We were quite more... Cult, not. I think we didn't understand the, the stress and worry the way young people understand, understand stress it. and worry now because it's so it's so prevalent and yeah. within homes and even if it's not within home they just have a better and they're more sharp and they understand Planned. more things quicker than we did also, back in that time and also that everything the, the pace is faster, faster with everything definitely. else so obviously they even their maturity will be quicker, quicker. than ours and so, soon they will lose their innocence quickly mm. than we did or, or also it could be the fact that you know when i was younger i didn't have any older siblings because yeah, I'm the oldest. So obviously I didn't see anyone stressing about exams. She I didn't see... She mm, sees also me. true. You come home and feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that type of thing. So she must think, you know, to herself, like, I have to do well as well, that type of thing. Maybe she's putting that pressure on herself. That's true. That's she's seen true. it. Yeah. But then I didn't have that stress and I'm the youngest sibling, sibling as well. But so. then my brother, who's two years younger than me, I don't know, I guess it's because our age gap isn't that big. Mm. that we sort of went through it at a similar time whereas she obviously we're quite a lot older than her so she's probably sort of had that example i don't know mm. strange but so we'll make dua for her little sister inshallah. inshallah she'll be fine make dua that she does well she'll us. do well not that does. it's that big of a deal <laughs> <laughs> i literally tell her all the time like it doesn't matter she's like it does it matters to her it i think also understanding like why is this stress rooting her and mm. so long as it doesn't come to an unhealthy unhealthy point i think mm. it's okay to have some sort of understand this is important i think it's kind of Definitely. separating is significant to it's stressful <laughs> i think those are two things that we kind of have to separate, separate especially for young people because they don't need that extra unnecessary pressure yeah i think making sure. making them understand what sats is just it just indicates what level you are in high school high that's school, all yeah. it is it's not you know you're not applying for university it's not yeah, the sure. actual it's not your make or break that type of yeah, thing yeah it's it's actually it's just a test of your uh, caliber really mm. i think that's important i also wanted to ask you guys um because my, uh, my cousin is, she just finished her GCSEs and she's going to sixth form, but um, she doesn't know anyone there. I wanted to ask for your advice. Because like, she was asking me, like, how am I make, making new friends? And I told her, you know, uh, like, I feel like at sixth form, everyone matures a bit more than you would at going into a high school, high school. as a new kid. Yeah. It's different. I and think I so. think you just make friends I think you, organically yeah. I think so as well I think you, you don't really force that upon yourself even I think it's the same concept at mm. university I yeah, think you kind sure. of make two separate groups of friends I think you make friends that are on your course and then you have friends that or they could have the same interests as you or you can have and then you have your friends that actually have the same interests and you, and you want to go out with them or you want to like even study with them even yeah. if they're not in the same course mm. and I think one thing that helped me was going to the prayer room so one of the six forms here the main six forms here has a prayer room um, so I met a lot of girls there um, and I made friends of my course but to be honest six form is all this a sixth form uh, it's almost the same as high school because it's almost full it's full time and you practically be there four days a week yeah. yeah so you see these people all the time but the only difference is sometimes you might go home at three o'clock or sometimes you might go home at 12 o'clock that's the only difference but then you ha that that time is given for you to study in the study centers so yeah there's also that and there's don't, also don't abuse that time <laughs> yeah don't you you know keep yourself up to routine because you know that independent study is such a good um habit to definitely to develop for before, university. before university just because you have a free slot don't 
underestimate it as a free slot. And not only that, just use it to study for your A-levels. Because if there's mm-hmm. anything I learned, I remember in my last year of sixth form, like in my school, you're not actually allowed, like you're not allowed to go home early. It's not like that. It's just if you happen to have a free period last then I guess you could go home early. But, you know, on days when sometimes I had only three or four lessons, I'd be like, I'm not going in today. But don't have that type of attitude, I guess, because it doesn't play out well in the long run. Definitely use all the time for studying, to study, (laughs) and not for anything else. they're trying to prepare you for uni, Uni. giving you that extra time, definitely. I think sixth forms do extra sessions, so if you don't understand something, Something, really utilise that. Definitely. Really, really utilise... you don't get that level of help at university so yeah. use it as much and but in also, terms of yeah it's no sorry no sorry. it's fine no. so <laughs> <laughs> and also it's a good habit to seek help because yeah. when you're in university anything that you want you have to ask for it. for it so if you kind of use your sixth form experience your and developing independent habits now it will really help you transition well and smoothly yeah. to and university. Yeah, relationship with your teachers. Yeah. Mm. Help you just for even your UCAS yeah. or when you apply for university, even if you don't get the results that you uh, anticipate for in the long run, and you might think two years is really short period, but it's very quick. Even that teacher giving you a good reference when you're um, talking to the lecturers at university, they will see that this te- this teacher is actually very passionate about this student. This student's actually very good at what they do, but it just didn't measure well in the exam. And that can lead to an opportunity. Definitely. And I think about in terms of making friends in a new place, just kind of be yourself, really. And talk, yeah. to, talk to as many people, because yeah. you don't, you don't want to talk to just one person and that's my friend and that's it you want to talk to as many people as you can to get to know as many people as you can I think part of sort of guess growing up in a way not that I'm like fully grown up but you know <laughs> growing up in the process of growing up yeah so part of I guess growing up is more so you don't just hang out with your group or your friends you need mm. to be able to get along with everyone 100% right. and I think that's where you get those experiences when you're new to a place yeah you I learn a also lot. Also, being in um, certain lessons all the time, you're going to... Like, obviously, I, I remember there were always these icebreaker activities, which are just a bore, but at the same time, you get to know <laughs> they everyone. They are good, in a way. <laughs> they do their job. Everyone. It gets, like, it's a bit of a drag when you do the same one for, like, three lessons. <laughs> but it helps, because then you can approach, like, whoever is... You know their name now. Yeah. And you kind of sure. get to say something about yourself. <laughs> I really hate icebreakers. For me, it's usually I'm from Luton. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just handle that one. (laughs) Making friends, it just comes organically. Yeah. Because you're, it's not like you're never going to see these people. You're in class together all the time. Yeah. Usually, when you're in class, you have to discuss things. I guess it depends on what subjects you take, but you're always told, like, okay, discuss this. And then. Or you do talk to them on a regular basis as well. Exactly. So, if for anyone, who is starting somewhere new even if you're worried about making friends at university or just getting to know people i'm it's not um it's not a big thing to worry about yeah. i think because every uh, in some situations everyone is kind of um even if you're going to sixth form i mean when i went i wasn't in the same classes as any of my friends because they all did sciences so i kind of <laughs> had to make friends anyway yeah so um Plus it's you just something everyone has to do. do. Yeah, everyone's in the same boat as yeah. you. You have so. new people in sitcom as well because I'm pretty sure, you know, from not everyone in Luton goes to the same school. There's quite yeah. a few, so everyone mm-hmm. sort of accumulates. I'm, mm. I can imagine I didn't go to sitcom, but, you know, like yeah. that must be what it's like. I know in my sixth form when new people came in 
because most of the people that had been there, we'd been there since year seven. Mm -hmm. So when people came in in year 12, you know, you just, you don't really... You kind of just get into the swing of things. things. Yeah, they you just, just have to, like, go... You have to go to your classes and then you just have to start doing you have to talk, and everything. Exactly. And it just And you talk happens. to people that way as well. And I'd say the biggest thing is, yeah, during class, make your friends. Not, obviously, don't spend the whole class talking, but I feel yeah. like that's the best time. But also, you know, you kind of... Uh, something I told my cousin is that you kind of... Uh, I don't know if you guys can say the same, but some of your best friends, when you first met them, you kind of knew, like, oh, my God, that's my best friend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You kind of feel like that connection. Especially one of my uni friends, like, when I started talking to her, I was like, could you imagine if, you know, a few months down the line, like, we were talking about a movie that we both really enjoy. I was like, could you imagine a few months down the line, you know, we'd be so, like, we'd be hanging out and all this type of stuff. She's one of my housemates for next year now. I'm moving in with her. Yeah, I feel like you you kind of just know. Trust your instincts. And I think also the energy that you put out, you kind of attract that. So Hmm. go with your instincts. But also, I feel like, if you feel straight away, obviously our topic is toxic friendships. If you feel like someone isn't, like you get that feeling from the straight away that perhaps they're not on the same wavelength as you or maybe they see things differently. Don't I feel like you we're very hesitant. You don't have to feel obliged to, yeah, hang to out stay with them. them. Yeah, I feel like we're very hesitant to sort of do what needs to be done in terms of. I wouldn't, I don't want to say getting rid of people. <laughs> let's let's just rephrase that redirecting ourselves (laughs) yeah in terms of sort of not feeling obliged to yeah maintain unnecessary relationships if you're in the same class you do your work and then you don't have to hang out afterwards because i'm sure they will have other friends of course (laughs) you don't you don't you know you don't have to all that doesn't mean be rude to them or in any way you know stop all forms of contact but just you know slowly moving your away from someone because they don't because I feel like if you continue to talk to them when you know that it they don't it kind of uh, takes energy align. out of you it takes have, energy out of you but it could also lead to conflict like. right yeah and it could also lead to conflict and that's not what we want that's <laughs> no, not what university is for I for. think everyone's quite mature in that sense you kind of know what energies you want that's what I was talking about to a lot of people in uni is the fact that everyone knows by that point like we've all been through school and making friends at school and sixth form all that type of stuff like you know the type of people you get along with mm. and you know the type of people you don't prefer yeah. <laughs> but i think also gets into their groups group, like. i think exactly. it's quite easy to you know what people you want to hang out with but also you have the opportunity to explore as explore. well so yeah, find definitely. out find out you know what kind of energies because you know the friends that i have now my best friends i if I if someone told me I'd be best friends with these type of people because I was so introvert and I have a very extrovert friend, right. that would be unimaginable for me. So it's also kind of kind of going with the flow because you do. Ha- I think when you go to university, changes like this it's just a massive catalyst. You change yeah. so much, and even your perspective, the way you behave, um, and even your confidence just I think intrinsically just grows because you're basically on your own, right? And everyone else is also on their own. So when you go there, like when you go to your freshers' fair, I know freshers are going to start probably soon, actually. I think next week. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, You realise that everyone is just in the same boat. Everyone's trying to make friends. Everyone's by themselves. And, you know, you'll you'll get along. You start making jokes, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's just nice. Like, you talk to so many different people. Some of them you may never talk to again. And you you might just be in that awkward limbo where you see them in the corner. You're like, I talk to you at freshers. (laughs) But I'm not going to talk to you now. <laughs> but I mean, you know, other people you're going to stick with for probably the rest of your degree. So mm. it's a good time, I feel. I made a lot of friends in the library, to be honest. 
and I made a lot of friends in the prayer room. Those two places are the place is where I, I feel like the prayer room definitely. Those are people make talk friends. And, and make friends there. Yeah, join is like a join societies. That's quite a good place. Yeah, like they like minded, like minded people. But but I guess it's also not just about yeah. meeting like minded people. I guess university is a lot more about meeting. Loads of different people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about university. You Even meet... within societies, I feel like you you think you're with like-minded people, but it's like but they, yeah. you do meet very different people. Yeah, like for for example, I ran a society that was poetry society, but I had barely any humanities students. I had the main people who were people that were studying physics, mm. who were the wow. best poets. The most entertaining so poets, cool. right? <laughs> so, it's it's like just it, I think un- university breaks all the sort of like stereotypes that you might have um, towards something. Yeah. Cool. So don't worry, you'll make friends. That's <laughs> yeah. advice. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because you have this is sixth form, right? Your cousin is going yeah. into yeah. And also, yeah. I, one thing I would say that in, I hope no one is listening from my sixth form group. <laughs> um, in six form is very short. It's a short, very short period of time. So it's only two years, and then you probably will go in your own way. Don't be afraid to just make friends just for those two years. And I'm not saying no. Obviously, be respectful, have a good time, uh, study together. But you don't. It doesn't mean you have to maintain that all the that's way through. That's true. And I think you sometimes you just grow out of friendships. Yeah, I think I that's. We, may, we might be able to touch on that too uh, during our main topic. But um, you know, if you make some really close friends. Uh, then that's great but also sometimes like even at work like you have work friends but you'd never <laughs> hang out with them outside of work you know <laughs> sure. that's like that's just the case with certain situations which is fine but yeah i feel like we sort of merged into our main topic which we will continue after the break so yeah please do listen after the break inshallah and we'll see you then assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum everyone and welcome back to Sister Speaks. So before the break we had our sort of hot topics and we discussed that and we kind of moved into our main topic. So we are going to be talking about toxic friendships. Um, yeah. What is a toxic friendship? Um, a friendship that is not serving you or... Or Ooh. in better words, I, I mean, uh, we have relationships essentially our relationships serve us in some way mm. but if you if you're in a so-called friendship where you're not you're walking away like you're going home every time you're with that person and you feel worse or they're not you know they're not treating you right then that's a toxic friendship mm. yeah i also think toxic uh, adding on to amina i think toxic friendships are when um you feel that they're draining you rather than then rather than them fulfilling you it's been a long day mm-hmm. so i feel like when a person you know it could be that a person was a really good friend to you and they were very positive and they helped you and they supported you and may have you know boosted your confidence but if you soon see that you know that's shifting and it's and they're doing things that are hurting you and and they don't even acknowledge it you know when 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 a person when you tell someone that they've hurt you you don't decide how hurt they are i think that's I think even that's a good rule. I think um, I think even you know even if you literally do, you think that you've done nothing, it doesn't break you to say sorry or it doesn't you know you can evaluate yourself and kind of maybe think that these things are actually affecting the person so I shouldn't do that you know if a person says you know when you talk to me like this I feel hurt because 
because I don't like it. Mm. And if you decide saying no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's what leads to t- toxicness because you are sticking to your own stance and not being considerate to another person. And and also if you're thriving off them as well, I think that's toxic as well. So, you know, they have positive energy. They, they do everything for you. Um, they all, they unconditionally support, support you. But all you do is, you know, call them names, undermine them, laugh at them. And it could be just masked as a very casual joke or it, it could be in conversation, which is very, very uh, normal. It's a very normal conversation. But it's just those insets of those comments that come up and you know you can't pin them down because it when you kind of isolate that or separate that it's it sounds kind of like ridiculous but in conversation you know what they mean and you know that yeah. undermines and you know you. it hurts and you know that it hurts you. you and also another thing i feel like with toxic friendship is that they could be treating people could be treating all these other people in such a brilliant way and and, and they can have such a great reputation of treating them very well and then they treat you in one way and it could kind of go in your head thinking, wait, what? maybe it's just me, maybe I'm being irrational. But that's actually what narcissists do. I think, I think that's something that we kind of have to... Because there's this, there's this phrase called gaslighting. I don't know if you guys know what that means. So gaslighting is like when you undermine someone, when you be toxic with them, when you have nar- narcissistic traits. So you, so you treat someone, you treat the whole world in a one perception, you have one image, but then you treat one person, only one person, um, in a very um, damaging way. So if they say thing against you, it will be like that's completely outlandish. It's like mm. if I was toxic to Amina, but the rest of the world, I'm so kind and positive and helpful and supportive. No one will really believe Amina, and I think, and even Amina could just think, "Wait, maybe it's me." It and that conditions pers- the person yeah. that you're victimizing. Yeah, it's the conditions that- the person to um, that you're victimizing, and also they might say phrases like, "Oh, you're completely crazy." You know, why are you thinking too much of this? And they, they can they'll shut you down as well. You'll notice that these are the traits, and if you research narcissistic traits, you'll see that these are the traits of narcissists, narcissists, because you know they could seem completely normal to you, and you could have a long last existing friendship with them but then um, things can become sour and you can see that they're suddenly becoming more damaging towards you than healing maybe they were maybe they served in great purpose beforehand to you but then now all they do is drain you and you know like what Amina was saying you know if you're with them and then you move away and then they hurt you and you feel drained that's not a healthy friendship at all and especially i think it's really important that when you have um those kind of friendships it's okay to distance yourself from them and you don't owe them anything you don't owe an explanation to them and you know they might you know they might think oh she's just crazy that's why she's moving away and they might feel entitled and they may behave even a bit more positive to you and that reels you back in like okay maybe it was just a phase but the the behavior repeats over and over and again i think you have to kind of take a stand and don't allow them to have the access to you again because if you if you keep digging yourself deep into these toxic kind of friendships, it really damages you in a in a very um, negative way. And I think we had a comment from our sister speaks message. Um, I think later on we'll, on the show we'll discuss it. It it can affect your mental health in a very um, in a really bad way. Definitely. And I think you know people um, talk about toxic friendships, and I and I think that it can start off as a healthy relationship. I think that's how it kind of goes. I don't know how you guys perceive it. I think, it. like, you know, 
in terms of the you know we talk we label it a toxic friendship but i think the toxic part about it it becomes toxic when you drag it on mm. and i think you know every single friendship and every single relationship um you're obviously not gonna always get along throughout your whole even 100%. some of the best friends you could have had some of the worst fights you know that type of thing but i think it's when that sort of negative negativity i guess festers mm. for a long amount of time that's when it becomes toxic and when it affects you as a person when you when it's impacting you negatively that's when you need to realize that you know it's not good for me mm. i think it's that word toxic is quite loaded we we just sort of throw mm. it about as a label but the point of the matter is is that it's you know what is toxicity something that is damaging to yourself yeah, and I think that's the whole point. I think one um, really important thing that Mario mentioned is that when, um, like you said, you're not going to get along with everyone. Like even literally every single person we have in our lives, they're they're not in our heads. So not every some people will upset us. It doesn't matter who they are. Mm. But the the important thing is that when um, they've upset you, they take accountability for it. So if you've told someone that they've hurt you in some way or they said something hurtful and they tell you that, uh, you know, you're just being dramatic or stop being so emotional, or, you yeah. know. If they, if Instead of taking like that, responsibility for Reactions it. like that, that, that will show you that this isn't, this isn't good for you. And maybe that Definitely. person... Maybe that person needs to grow up yeah, because sure. uh, we're, we're all growing and learning. I mean, some people are a bit more, a bit less self-aware than others. So they might think, wow, you're being dramatic and they probably need to take some time and actually learn that they have to, you know, treat people better. And when someone says you've upset them, then you have to take responsibility responsibility and and maybe learn that okay next time i won't be like that because i i value this friendship at the same it's okay (laughs) at the same time like i said they need to grow up and learn but that by no means does that mean you should be their friend and wait for them to be a better person because yeah it's not serving you and it's hurting you Mm. you don't need to stay there and i also think that you know it's quite funny because those type of people will say to say to you that you need to grow up Hmm. because you're being dramatic but really a healthy relationship is based on healthy communication we're having we're starting this dialogue and there's a quote that i read yesterday avoiding conflict is creating conflict. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think maturity is kind of unbanding the conversation and not letting it to pan out. But actually, if you if you want to do conflict resolution, you have to talk it out. And I think, you know, obviously I'm not saying about fighting every single battle, choose your battles, but when it comes to emotional um, kind of um, feelings and things that actually affect you, I think it's worth talking about. Especially so how do you think a person can realise when perhaps they're being the toxic one? I think a person can realise is when there's an outcome of it. If so, someone's saying to you, like, or, or they, even if, if they don't have the courage to say to you that, you know, um, you know you're hurting me, have, some, have self-evaluation. And mm. even sometimes, you know, even your best friends, they can be toxic. If not, they shouldn't be toxic. But sometimes you can be, you can go through a very negative phase and you may behave like a toxic person. And I think if you have that trust between yourselves, then, you know, that person will be like, I think you're going through a negative path. And I think these things are going to spiral out of control. Maybe I want to help you, Mm. you know, hone it back in. And I think, you know, having that self-awareness, because it's emotional intelligence to have self-awareness, having that self-awareness and knowing that, you know, 
these sometimes I can go through something and it can make me reactive, but that's not me, and I I don't want to repeat that behavior. Yeah. And I'll take the accountability For of it. what of what I've done, and I'll do my best not to repeat it. And if I if I happen to make that mistake, then you know I will do anything to resolve that or kind of reduce the damage in any way shape or form yeah right so i think it's really important that people have that emotional intelligence and be self-aware that i'm capable of being toxic you're capable of being toxic but let's sit down and talk about what things what affects me what affects you how what things i shouldn't push your buttons in what things that matter to you having just a simple conversation can resolve a lot of it but for people that try to put it underneath the carpet and say you know there's no need to talk about this you know it's immature that you'll keep talking about the same instead if someone's constantly talking about the same thing over and over again it means it's you had it means that you had the lack of ability to communicate with them in the first place they're trying to spark with that conversation they're trying to mitigate this they're trying to end it but you're not allowing it to kind of materialize surface and end because you're just putting it under the carpet it doesn't resolve anything if you just kind of let it let it just pan out not just in friendships as well just in any type of relationship yeah. and problems in general yeah. i think you should try and resolve them as soon as possible i have a friend who've i who i met in year seven i think it was and we're still friends now we both go to different universities different paths of life but we're like best friends and i think the only reason why that is is because of the fact that whenever she says something that i feel you know, has gone too far or perhaps, you know, I didn't like it, I will t- I'll tell her straight away. And whenever I say something perhaps that she hasn't liked, she'll tell me straight away. And that way we talk and we can be mature about it in the sense that I'm very sorry, I didn't mean to affect you like that or, you know, that type of thing where you talk out your problems and that way you can just forget about it in the future and continue to continue with your friendship. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, uh, a lot of what Marion discusses is basically toxic friendships happen as a result of, you not being able to talk properly about what's going on between two of you. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> I just want to add. Um, yeah, go ahead. That um, like you asked, what? How can you tell if mm. you're being a toxic person or having certain like toxic traits or being hurtful? I think it's just um, having like, emotional intelligence. Like oh, you yeah. need to ask yourself if you're being hurtful i mean one of the biggest parts of being a muslim is having good character and obviously we're used to joking around and teasing like our friends and stuff that's sometimes that's just what you do but sometimes you know if you're you know some you just know if you've taken it a bit too far and i think people who um who refuse to believe that they've hurt you they i i think that they know what they're doing and that it's kind of um a, a way to control someone and you need to be dealing with the right people because we're all we're all gonna hurt people but the thing that matters is that we um take accountability for it and we we take responsibility we apologize we change mm. the difference is that some people just what do what they want and they won't do anything about it because they i don't know maybe they like the power I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> think so, yeah, some people are like that. Yeah. But I think um, we had a message yeah, from so one of our... On Instagram, we did get a message. Um, someone wanted to share their experience um, that they had with a toxic friendship. And um, she 
Well, there's a lot of points that she made that could could maybe help some people mm. identify a toxic friendship. And um, she said that she was friends with this um, person for quite a long time. And at the beginning of their friendship, because um, she was quite a timid person, um, I guess her friend was the one who took control mm. and she did whatever her friend wanted and she didn't realise that this was a bad thing because she wasn't so confident. But I guess if you realise that in your friendship, you're not really in a friendship. Yeah. Because what do we classify as the aspects of friendship? It's a sort of... It's I would say give and take, but more so on a, on a level where you want to do stuff for the other person the other person wants to do stuff for you exactly you're when level. you're not when you're not getting anything back i mean the the french the experience she had that she described she wasn't um she didn't gain anything from this friendship because when we think about our friends they make us happy and when we need advice we go to them and when they need advice we give it to them mm. but um she just said that um this uh, this friend of hers wanted her to be around all the time and she was her yes man. So she'd like do whatever her friend wanted. Like say, for example, she wanted to go out somewhere and her, her parents may not have liked that she would go with her anyway. And um, I'm guessing she was quite young when this happened. So, um, you know, that's, that's just like, unfortunately that's what she did. And mm. she would call her names. Um, she, she said she then... Um, I think she said she went to university. It's a kind of a long message, but um, yeah, she ma- well basically she made new friends and she started to, you know, when you make new friends, you realize like, oh wait, this isn't a great friendship. So I guess she realized that there's more. She started to become more open-minded and um, I guess she also to, changed as a person. Yeah, she changed as a person. I guess she started to grow, and I I think her what she um. What she mentioned was that her, I guess her friend didn't really like that mm. she was becoming more so. of her own person. Wow. Do you think fundamentally perhaps what, what causes some of these toxic friendships or perhaps even just disagreements between two people is the fact that one person may eventually change hmm. and become a different person? I think that and I think either they'll change for the worse or they'll change for the better. And I think also another aspect of it is that one person perhaps is overbearing they give way too much to another mm. person to the point it's unhealthy i think mm. um as namisa had mentioned before anything in, in excess isn't healthy and it can turn destructive so you know a lot of people will become entitled when someone gives you a lot and then when you know when you start to see that it's draining you and they're not giving anything back and you have this conversation you you think wait what just happened here why do right. i feel so drained so i think it's also understanding that you know you can outgrow friendships to be honest i think there's i think i think we're just a bit too hesitant in having these conversations and even if you try to have these conversations and it's not being um acknowledged or there's no outcome of it i think it's just moving away slowly and you know you you'll see if you're feeling better by distancing distancing yourself that means you were in a very toxic climate mm. i think you need to kind of recognize that and don't keep give justifying or giving excuses you have to take the onus on yourself and move yourself away from that situation and they might perhaps see that you're moving away and start treating you in a positive way but it won't last because a toxic person can't be consistent in that sort in that sense they 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 leech on you and they're just negative and it, it'll flat out 
eventually. So it's just prioritize your own mental health, prioritize your own happiness. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, if someone suddenly becomes toxic, you just end it all. No, try to, if you value the friendship, have conflict resolution, communicate it, talk about it. And if it's nothing's going in the direction that is mm. healthy, then you take those steps. Because that was going to be my next question, because, you know, you're saying that, um, you know, they may start being nicer to you, but perhaps don't that might just be another you know you might fall into that same loop loop again mm-hmm. but does that mean that you can't really make a toxic friendship healthy again or i mean i think it's identifying a, a toxic person yeah because if you uh, mary mentioned a lot of traits of a narcissist someone who doesn't want to resolve the conflict their idea of resolving a conflict is ignoring it and expecting you to ignore it too so if that is um One thing that we all have to realise is that you can't change people, especially when they're a friend. I mean, when someone's not your family, it's hard in the moment to to, um, acknowledge this, but it's actually so easy to not have them in your life. Like, you you owe nothing to them. Mm. And if they're just, you know, just a person who is giving you grief, then you you don't have to be there you don't need to be their friend and if they you know they could have like emotional blackmail like oh what am i going to do without you but we also are our own people like we all have to take care of ourselves like if you fall in if anyone falls into something like that where someone tells them like oh my god i can't i can't do this without you well you can like we all have to and especially if that person is not giving you anything back or is trying to convince you that they have given you something but you know what if you if it affects your mental health um it's really not good for you um also um the person who shared the story with us said that from i think from the beginning her mom wasn't fond of this Mm. girl at all and so do you think um, parents have a sort of intuition yeah her advice well wait let me just read it out actually because she said that she said one thing i would suggest to people is my mum wasn't fond of her rightly so if your parents have a bad feeling about a certain friend of yours definitely take that into consideration they have this special sixth sense so do you think like would you be able to relate to that 100% I think I think also when you have um, you know for me personally I always talk about my friends to my parents both my parents especially my mum and so she kind of evaluates them in that <laughs> sense evaluates them in that sense so I tell them the kind of conversations obviously I don't disclose what we talk personally but I sort of talk about what they like their interests or how they react to things and I think because parents have their own understood experience they are able to give you advice and they they've seen patterns and they've met so many people across their livelihood and i think those type of people they're able to pick out and especially because of course they're your parents they have that sixth sense they will they want to protect you so i think allah gave that to them and also they've seen you grow up they know how yeah they know how you react to certain things they in some ways they know what is good for you and um you know like especially because this is your family they're the people that you for for most people not everyone but for most people your family is the people that get on with you the best so they know the kind of people that will also get on with you and they'll know like i don't know if there's 
it's always the case when your mum doesn't like someone then you don't need to be around them that's not to say you should like hate them or whatever but you know you don't want to if someone has given you if someone that cares for you like it doesn't just have to be your mum it could be anyone that that really cares for you and is looking out for you and they tell you that this certain person may not be good for you I think you should take that advice on and you know maybe not um entertain that friendship or relationship or whatever it is because you don't want to find yourself getting upset or exhausted by this person and also they um the the girl who dm'd us um she did mention that when she did eventually distance herself from this girl she did try to she did um keep trying to pursue her and keep trying to um like text her and you know basically harassing her and it's just you don't want to get to that point mm-hmm. i think at, at some points um in your life you do realize like, like i guess when you get older you realize the kind of people that you want to be around i guess we mentioned that in the when we talked about going to university so you never want to get to a point where someone is um giving you unnecessary uh you know the un, yeah, yeah unnecessary grief I think that's very important. What advice would you guys give? Sorry, Louisa. No, like, <laughs> what, what advice would you guys give from um, about outgrowing friendships? Like, what things can you do to help ease that situation? Because it's really hard, especially if you had a long-lasting friendship, friendship. with a person. I think if you're growing as a person and that person really is your friend, then they would accept that. I know we mm. talked a lot about, you know, um, taking, if you're not receiving anything from the friendship. But I guess it's a bit of a, I don't know, to me it seems like a bit of a sad way to look at a friendship where it's just, you know, you should be receiving stuff and you should be, like, it almost seems transactional. Uh, yeah, but, but, at but the I think same it's building time, together. It's building together. It is, together. definitely. And I feel like if you're in a friendship, you want to give you mm. because you genuinely like that person. You enjoy spending time with that person. You enjoy talking to that person, that type of thing. So I think if you as a person are finding out that you're growing and you're changing and you're developing... What? Who are our friends? Our friends are people who would be genuinely happy for us that perhaps we see things in a different light or, you know, people who we can very easily discuss things and discuss our personal issues with and our personal, I guess, revelations in that sense, that type of thing. So I think if they're a true friend, then, of course, they would be happy for you and in that sense also perhaps take that growth with you. They'd be like, my friend told me this, so that's probably a good way to look at it. But like we're discussing, you know, toxic friendships and toxic people, perhaps they're not like that and maybe that's when you need to think twice about that friendship I guess I agree I completely agree with you and I think that it's just having that self-awareness I think a lot of issues can be resolved by your own self-awareness so if you know yourself well enough then anyone that tries to kind of portray you as the you know person that is creating the toxicness then you will able to separate yourself because a lot of time the narcissist or the toxic person will try to victimize themselves and portray you as the person that's creating the conflict yeah i agree so any yeah i was just gonna (laughs) yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah um i think um when you distance yourself from someone like this it's important to always keep in mind that you don't owe anything to them Mm. and um you come first over everyone like you're your mental well-being will always come first. You need to make. You need to realize that um, you don't. No one deserves to suffer. No one deserves mm. to be 
um, in a bad place and you need to um, keep yourself happy. And if this person isn't serving you, then, you know, then what's the point? Yeah. Because you're you're just draining yourself by giving everything to them and you're not getting anything back. So the main point is, is that you can distance yourself if you need to. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. And that's the end of the show. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.